0: I'm having a moment right now. I am so fascinated by this and I glimpsed our future and what this looks like and how like there is something here where I think that we can really open a conversation and a dialogue to get people actually talking about this stuff.
1: All right. So this question comes from Facebook from last week by um, Christy Ratcliffe. Curious if you all have specific rules of engagement around who reaches out to family. For example, my husband is not good at thinking to reach out to his family to spend time together. However, my mother-in-law seems to think it's my responsibility to bring us together. This seems to have caused some tension in my relationship with my mother-in-law and husband. I do not want to force my husband to reach out constantly, but I'm concerned about what my mother-in-law thinks too.
0: This is so interesting. Like all of this stuff is happening below the surface. Like this isn't something, at least I've heard a lot of people talking about, but I'm having a moment right now. I am so fascinated by this and I glimpsed our future and what this looks like and how like there is something here where I think that we can really open a conversation and a dialogue to get people actually talking about this stuff Uh, because it's all these like assumptions that people make like that it's her job to reach out. Mm -hmm. And here's the crazy part at the beginning of our relationship. 100%. I thought that it was your job. Absolutely. For sure. Without question. Before we
1: even spoke about it. Just totally assumption.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're a woman and because there's so much cultural baggage around the fact that, oh, you guys are better at relationships and so um, you should be the ones bringing it together. Also, on top of that, it is exacerbated by the fact that you're way better at that. And by better, I mean that it's on your mind Mm -hmm. and it's not on my mind. Mm -hmm. So now you fit right into the cultural stereotype, which then further reinforced in my mind that, yes, it should absolutely be you. uh, But there is no objective reason why one person should bear more of the responsibility. So. I would say it's kind of like parenting, right? We've met amazing people where the lead parent, and by the way, a mad shout out to um, Sarah Robbo Hagen, who gave me that word, phrase, uh, lead parent. Which I thought is is just a great way to describe it. So her husband is the lead parent, but. meaning she is running um, a multi-billion-dollar or was running multi-billion-dollar corporation. She's now got a startup. I don't think they've cracked that nut yet, but um, so she's very very busy from the CEO perspective. Cannot wait for her episode to come out. I think it was an absolute smash, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why the husband can't be the lead parent. But. So, and there's no reason why the husband can't be the lead on getting the family together, but there is a lot of cultural baggage. And so if you haven't established the rules of engagement to say whose job is this, um, then it's just not going to happen. And the reality is you used to do it. It used to be discussed that it was you. Um, and that was when you were a full-time housewife, what we called the CEO of bill you, um, enterprises. And so it was like, all because you didn't have a traditional job, but I understood how much work it took to keep the household together to facilitate me so I could do what I was doing. Um, you were taking the lead on that. And so you would talk to my mom a lot. In- well,
1: you've skipped over a few things in that story that I think are important. Okay. Um, remember where you are, cause I only cutting you off to give um, context to everything else. So initially I wasn't the lead in that. We didn't really talk about it. It was, we got together and you worked so much that your mum was feeling um, a little disconnected. Like I don't talk to you much. And so I mean, you had spoken about How do we resolve that? Because obviously your mom is a big part of our lives and we adore her and you were just like, you have, you have little time to even spend with me, let alone calling your mom every single day. So we spoke and I said, what if I step in and what if I'm, um, that go between, between the two of you, because she feels like she's not part of our lives. So maybe it's not just you, maybe it's us as a collective and I can help bridge that gap. Once we did that, that was amazing. Me and your mom had weekly calls. It was like every Monday at like five o'clock or whatever. And we would just talk for like two hours. And I filled her in and everything we were doing as a couple, everything you were doing, and then everything I was doing. And I think in that moment, she felt like it was great. She felt connected with us as a family. She felt very connected to you, even though you've rarely spoke to her. Um, Anyway, so that's where we kind of started. But then...
0: Right. Then, uh, well, so you're talking about the then being you got busy, you started working, and that stopped happening. Um, And now it's sort of catch as catch can. And there there was no like real punchlines. That's like really the moral of that story is, you know, where are you? You do need to come to an agreement. Somebody needs to do it, or you need to both accept like we have that nobody's really um, taking lead on that, which by the way, I'm not necessarily recommending because I think that that does certainly um, with my mom cause some distress that there isn't outreach, but because she knows why and where we're at and what we're building and all of that, um, it hasn't caused friction between the two of you because she understands the change in the situation and all of that. Um, I wouldn't say it
1: hasn't caused friction, but I've definitely felt... um, not disappointment because she's never voiced it like that, but I definitely feel like it's, I'm not delivering as much as she would like to, but um, from like before. And I've had to accept that. Yeah. Because we're, we're not as close anymore, just on a daily basis. You know, when you're talking to someone all the time, it's the little things, oh, I'm really upset today, you know, it's those little I things. I
0: literally don't have that feeling. You, you don't have. <sighs> nope. Like, I know, and you want me to experience life like you do, and I'm just <laughs> like, Inside of insights you don't feel the difference
1: if you're connected with somebody because you hear about them more daily things than you do like as a general
0: i don't really experience one is better than the other
1: Interesting. i don't know if i'd say better but i definitely think more um i don't know more connected i guess that would be better then Yeah, I actually disagree with you then.
0: No, uh, trust me. I know that we are like night and day on this, which goes back to the waffly bit uh, that we started and take one of the epic Get Us live session this morning. Um, But that really, like, I I was thinking about that this weekend. There is, we're in a phase right now, and this is all cyclical, and it comes and it goes, and it depends on what you're doing at that point in your Mm life. And largely because I'm not driving, by the way, because I used to use driving time as a chance to reconnect with my parents, but I don't drive anymore. We work out of the house. So that time doesn't arise. So I'm just working, working, working. So I am less in contact. I spend less time talking to them, but I don't feel a sense of disconnect. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about People who are like, I haven't seen my friend in 10 years, but we picked up like we never left off. That is exactly how I feel. Mm. So when I talk to them, I feel as connected as ever. Um, yeah, I don't like that, isn't how I experience the world, which is why I am very, very grateful because objectively, it's like the depth of relationship. I can see the weakening of that if it's husband and wife. Like if somebody told me that they spend as little time talking to their significant other as I spend talking to my family, I'd be like, wow, that's so dangerous. That's interesting. So, But that isn't the type of relationship that I have with any other human being other than you. Hmm. So, Hmm. And because that is completely fulfilling for me to have that with you, I love my family very much and I cherish, we were talking about this, I cherish the times, the times, like my favorite times in the world are when the family's together and I get to spend time with everybody. I absolutely love that. But in the way that you begin to feel like this disconnection, I don't experience that. And I, And I wouldn't experience it with you. That's why it's so scary, and that's why you You have to be no. Like if you and I never took the time to like really and deeply emotionally connect, Mm -hmm. and I won't say never, but it would take a lot longer for me to feel it than it would you. Which is why I'm very glad that you're always so protective of real high quality time. Yeah. Because if I had something like four or five weeks in a row where I had to travel or whatever, like I would rationalize it in my head and be like, these are really key opportunities. I have to take advantage of them. But you'd be like, look, we need to spend time together.
1: Yes. Correct. But we never really answered this question. I just want to go back to this question. Well, there. you need
0: rules of engagement for sure. You have to talk through it. Um, but in this one in particular... If the mother in law is letting something become an issue, like that to me is where people on both sides of the fence have to engage. So it shouldn't just be the daughter. Like the mother in law clearly has expectations that aren't necessarily being, or maybe they are being talked through. And maybe that's why she knows that the mother in law right. feels that way. I don't think that it is um, objectively correct for anyone to say, oh, it should be this person. Mm. So I think that they have to talk it out. I think the mother-in-law has to take her amount of the responsibility. If everybody's busy, everybody has to own reaching out to the mm. other person for sure.
1: But it would be hard, right? Because you're getting judged on the on the actions of someone else. So for instance, she's getting judged from, from her mother-in-law um, for not keeping in contact. How's but that the
0: actions of someone else?
1: Because really it's because her husband isn't reaching out. So it's being passed it's on to her. not
0: quite true because I'm going to reach I think into the situation. The mother's
1: filtering her disconnect with her son through to the daughter-in-law.
0: Well, now, so we have to untangle this. It is a very sticky issue. (laughs) Uh, So first of all, I think there's a couple things going on. So one, I think the mother-in-law has a belief system that says it's the woman's job to keep relationships facilitated. So it is her son. So even though, yes, the frustration is not feeling like she's connected to her son, the belief system that the woman is the one responsible for that is what you're up against. So first you'd have to address that and get her to see and understand that either in this, um, you know, triumvirate, there's that dynamic isn't going to exist because we're taking a stand. We're saying that's not the belief system that we share, whatever, you know, language they're going to wrap around that. Or the daughter is going to take responsibility for that daughter-in-law she is going to be the one to facilitate it and then she needs to be rewarded when she's doing a good job of it right rewarded
1: by who the husband or the mother everybody sure
0: like if that's what everybody agrees she needs to reward herself and say hey i'm doing a good job of this the mother-in-law needs to show her gratitude the son needs to show his gratitude if they're not going to do that then they need to say out loud what the things are that they're going to do for sure and then as long as everybody's adhering to that then there needs to be you know gratitude abounding
1: yeah Yeah. And in our case, I literally just turned to my mother-in-law and said, like, I had to be selfish in them. What do I want out of life? Right. I really love what I do. I love the work that I put in. Um, I adore your mother, um, but I can't commit that same amount of time that I used to now. I choose not to commit that certain amount of time. Um, And so just telling her, like, I really love you. And when we do connect, make sure that she feels that right. Taking care of her, whatever her love language is, making sure that I do that. But ultimately, I've let go of feeling guilty about that, about connecting with my family. Like, I just can't do everything. And so I've chosen to not speak to them every day or every week. Um, but when I do, I'm always like fully engaged with them and let them know how I feel about them, let them know that I love them. And if they're feeling needy, I try to encourage that discussion. But at the end of the day, like if your mum turns around and was like, I need you to call me more, I'd be like, I love you so much. And I, I hope that we can get through this. But I just can't do that. Like I I would be so honest about it and be like, I'm sorry that you're interpreting that as a um, neglect or that I don't love you. Like what other things can we do so that you do feel it? But time to me is so difficult to free myself up um, that I'm really sorry that that's the one thing that you're holding on to. And I would just be honest about it. And you know me, it's like if they ended up getting upset, it's like I would apologize for making them feel like that, but I wouldn't necessarily change my actions if I really believed in what I was doing. Sure. Because otherwise it gets very tangy because then it's your mom and then my mom and my dad and my brother and my sister and it just gets
0: a lot of... No question.